He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, everybody, welcome back to another podcast on Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. And I'm really excited about this one because we're not doing it normally uh, via Zoom. We are at another conference, which is really exciting, coming from VRMA, doing a live show there, to then coming now to the Live Res Partner Conference here in Boise, Idaho. I get to sit down with Amber Knight, the GM of Live Res, and I'm very excited because they asked me to come MC the event and help be like, I guess, the, the hype man to get everyone pumped up in the mornings when you know, coffee hasn't really kicked in yet. So I'm really excited to be here. Amber, welcome to Slick Talk. How are you? I'm doing great, Will. Thanks so much for being here so that we can do this podcast in person. Of course. I I think you're my third podcast I've ever done in person out of like the whole four years that we've, we've been doing the show. So wow. well, I'm, I'm glad you're getting out there a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's rare to do the in-person stuff these mm-hmm. days. Um, but yeah, again, in-person, great. We're sitting here in this lobby of the Boise Center. So if anyone hears background music, just know it's helping us keep that ambiance and that flow. Get in the mood. Yeah, get in the mood, for sure. So, Amber, I want to know about your story really quickly. Uh, Your background, where did you start in the hospitality space? Did you get into hotels? Was it immediately vacation rentals? Kind of like, give us the background. What was the the founding moment for you? Um, My dad actually bought some cabins up north of uh, Sun Valley, okay. a place called Stanley, Idaho, up by the Sawtooth. It's literally the most beautiful place in the world, if you've ever seen it. I'm a little biased. Um, but essentially, I started out as a teenager checking people in, making reservations. What is the internet? Oh, QuickBooks integrations, that kind of thing. So it's been a long time. And, you know, you say you're, you'll never get back to that when you're you're an adult, you'll never do what your parents did. Yeah. And because we also had a restaurant up there too. Okay. So, and then out of college, I started working at Assurance as an analyst. So, working through that, doing some sales, a lot of those things. And had some friends over, dinner party one night, and we're arguing about the name of their new business. Mm. And I swore up and down, Vacasa, nobody was ever going to pronounce it properly. Yeah. So, we kept going back and forth and whatnot. And so uh, Eric asked me to join his team to launch the you know, mountain states for Vacasa. They had been in two states at that point. Oh, wow. So we went through and just like everything from the ground up, like uh, get a house, hire a housekeeper, get a contract signed, set the rates, write the copy. Yes, I have written copy for houses. This is a lot of stuff. So you were like, you okay, flashback that for a second. I did not know you were in the groundbreaking living room kitchen with Vacasa. Like yes. the start of that. I, I wasn't in the company early on, but yeah. we were, I was like part of the, I was hearing the story as yeah. it progressed. Wow. And it was, it was clear to me. I mean, what Eric did was um, brilliant, honestly. Yeah. It was very clear. Like there's a clear opportunity here um, and this is where it's going. This is going somewhere for sure. And when you recognize something that is going somewhere, yeah. you jump on. That's what you for do. For sure. And so was really excited about it and really have done a lot of work um, building that out and it, it helped me understand what vacation rental managers encounter in a day-to-day basis because you're the one responsible At the end of the day if a house is not cleaned you go clean the house yeah. even if you have a three-month-old yeah right uh-huh. <laughs> and you just make sure things happen 
And so did that, and then we started acquiring companies. So companies would be like, we want to retire. We don't know what to do yeah. with our business. So I started handling that, and then we needed a process, and we needed legal, and we needed all of these other things um, to really understand the inside of a company and how to migrate all of that data and all of those guest ex- that guest information and the experience and so that the owners stayed happy and that the guests stayed happy. And we had to do it at scale. Yeah, we did it very, very quickly. Scale. So it involved a lot of planning, a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of software. Um, and, you know, we were getting to the point where we're doing uh, an acquisition every eight days. Gosh, so much work. Yeah. So Goodness. much work. Did you yes. ever sleep? Um, no, I did not, actually. Still catching up? I am... I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, it's no, it's wild because at the same time we were also my husband had started a restaurant here in Boise, which and, didn't your your dad did. So that you said now yeah, you're getting back to the very back into it. And I'm yeah. like, okay, look at this. And so um, that doing both of those things at the same time was wild. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, so we kind of just looked at that. Okay, like this is a lot a lot of time. I feel like I was awake for like three years mostly. So um, yeah, doing that and then. Um, in 2017, I got diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, um, it was a pr- kind of a pretty severe form. And everybody's yeah. like, did you catch it early? Don't tell somebody with cancer, by the way. Did you catch it early? Because what are you supposed to say? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, so that, that was a big change. And I had this decision to make, I think, of I can either fight that, like I can either. Because you had kids at the time, right, already? I had, yeah. uh, two kids. I had two a three-year-old yeah, yeah. and a six-year-old on top of everything else. Yeah. And um, you have a de- like a decision to make. You're like, okay, I can either begrudgingly go through this, or I can embrace this process that I'm going through, and make the most of it, so that I'm a better person at the end of it, that I've grown, that I'm more resilient, all this. So there was really a lot of self work that happened. Like there was a lot of physical work happening, yeah. and everything's fine now, and everything worked out. But it was just, it was personal growth journey hurt huge yeah. like okay how do I how do I become the best person that I can be through this you know I There's something that's not easy like I've, I've had a lot of friends like parents mm-hmm. or like just close family members do the yeah. same and it's it's not something like people just go home and okay well that happened anyways exactly yeah, like yeah the I mean the after effects are of chemo it, it I think it's like a severe concussion yeah and so your brain isn't working the way you want it to work, and your body's not working the way you want it to work, and you've got to get back to it. But you also have to be really intelligent about what you spend your time on and what you spend your, your brain power on, mm-hmm. essentially. And so kind of coming back from that, really looking at this and saying, you know what, I, I, I need to keep learning and growing. And that was the thing. Like at Vacasa, at Vacasa was great. It was moving. But I had kind of gotten to a point in the company where it was more valuable, like making decisions and building relationships, than learning new things. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of like, yeah, just don't worry about learning. Like, we'll take yeah. care of all these things. I'm like, wait, there's, this is new. I want to learn about this. I yeah. want to do this. And so started working on with, you know, really small startups. Like, oh, let's try this out. Let's learn marketing. Let's understand what this looks like. What is the funnel? How and do was we this all this? in the vacation rental hospitality space? Um, I was in the long-term, uh, like, uh, vacation or property management space for a little okay. bit and that was that was a whole interesting thing like the the dynamic between long-term and short-term rentals and really understanding the real estate side of things yeah and that is you know a lot of property vacation rental managers are also long-term they are also real estate well didn't we talk last night at the after party about the 
amount of different, like, because of advocacy and regulations and different counties and different states and this and that, like, that goes into real estate, that goes in short term, that goes in long term. Like, there's a lot of moving pieces in yes. that in that side alone, not right. just providing the service. Yeah. Of, so in yeah. 26 states, a vacational manager also has to be a licensed broker yeah. or work under a licensed broker. So that's a that's a whole level of complication of like short-term vacation rentals are complicated enough, but the real estate commission is now involved in it. And um, we, our industry has been so fractured, we have not been able to speak up for ourselves with one voice. And I really do think that that is one of the most important things coming up going yeah, forward. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, the, the rent responsibly team, um, and what, so what was the initiative that you were talking to me, I think it was last night or the night before. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you talk, talk to me a little bit more about that, what you guys are doing with, uh, I don't know the words that you were using. Right was, to rent. Yes, right to rent. There we go. So, so much I, renting yeah, everywhere. So much rent. It's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so what we're doing with Inhabit is, um, which is which is the parent company of yeah. LiveRes, and we are, we have kind of looked at this and said advocacy is the most critical issue coming up to vacational managers today. And we need to we need to be aligned. And it's more important than just one company or one manager or one thing. So what can we do? Yeah. So it's very standard for hotels to charge guests an extra one to three dollars a night that goes specifically to advocacy efforts in their markets. So we've set up our software so that we can actually do the same thing. So Streamline has built that out kind of as the beta, which we yeah. really appreciate them testing <laughs> it out for us. <laughs> And then LiveRes, it's, it's in progress right now. And so we, you will be able to, a vacation rental manager can add $1 to $3 a night to um, the nightly rate. Yeah. And it will go directly to an advocacy fund that is run by the VRMA advocacy panel, awesome. like council. Yeah. And so um, it really adds up. So 40% of it will stay in the, the state that that money was generated in. 40% of it will go to nationwide efforts and 20% of it is going to go into the reserve. Mm-hmm. It's all very, it's all, it's all run by, um, you know, independent board yeah. so that we, you know, everything's above board, everything's clear and Inhabit had the idea and Habit's building the software, but, um, you know, handing that off to make sure that it's handled well. And so we are, I have heard that I think Guesty and Track might also be on that same path to, okay. to building out the software that's ne- necessary for it. Interesting. That's really interesting. Well, to jump back to your story, because I think we jumped. Yeah, yeah we, all over the like, place. We're right? all over, but mm-hmm. it's good. It's good stuff because, mm-hmm. like, there's, I think, there's a lot of information that, whether they're entrepreneurs are listening to the podcast or ma- managers themselves. Um, so transitioning from, your, you know, going through breast cancer, having this personal growth journey, to then where did you go? Was there a, a stopping point before LiveRes, before you, you got here? So, yeah. Um, so I was doing consulting work, odds and ends. And um, Andrew McConnell and Cliff Johnson came to me and were like, hey, yeah. we'd, love to, we'd love to work together. And Let's Cliff see what was do. with Vicasa. Yes, so, yeah. Cliff was a co-founder of Vicasa, yeah. so he's much earlier than I was. Um, <laughs> but it really just kind of that idea of working with a team of smart people that knew what they wanted and understood you know, the market. And so really, and Rented has gone through a lot of evolutions. Uh, 100%. Of like yeah. what's, you know, they're like, what does the industry need? What is what is sustainable? What is um, on point? And uh, honestly, rented they pivoted from doing the I call it fixed rent, yeah. but the lease arbitrage yeah. side of things, 
they fully pivoted maybe four months before COVID started. So while it, you know, it was like, oh, why did they do that? It looks brilliant in retrospect, right? It was an existential thing. They, okay, let's change this. And really rented understood that uh, basically the performance of the different managers was radically different. And nobody knew this. Nobody realized this. There was no anything. So you looked at a vacation home manager. The difference was revenue management. How were they pricing their properties? And so for a couple of test cases, we took over some underperforming properties and we just handled their, their, mani- their pricing management. Yeah. And they exploded. They absolutely exploded. And we realized, oh, no, this is the problem, not the lease arbitrage. It is pricing. Mm. This is where this is what everybody needs. And so jumped onto that, built out that product from scratch of literally, I think Andrew came into a room one day. And he's like, hey, we're launching revenue management as a product yeah. in April. Can you how do we sell it? What do you need? Yeah. And so just literally sketching it out figuring out what does that look like. So that has been, that was really fun, honestly. And um, doing a lot of market research on different markets, like how should a manager go into a market? What should this look like? Which market's better to go into? These are really big, important questions when people are talking about Lots expanding. Lots of data as well. Lots of data, yeah. so much fun. <laughs> so I love it, <laughs> yes. So um, yeah, so really started doing that. And then somebody, I. Basically, you know, somebody reached out and was like, there's a company in Boise, and they want to interview you. And I was like, but they wouldn't tell me who. Mm. And I, okay, I'm fine. Let's go. Let's look at this. Whatever. Yeah. You, know, you can always talk. And, um, and then it was Livers. And I was like, no, Livers is not coming to me for this. Yeah. Because I'm, um, I'm, I may not be a 180 from Tracy. It might be like, you know, what, what happens when you go around two and a half times? Like, we're, yeah. we're different. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, that was a big deal. And I was like, oh, because I've been in this, in- I've, I know Livers from the inside sure. out, from revenue management and from Vacasa. I think when I left the hotel world and got into more vacation rentals, Livers mm-hmm. was one of the first softwares I ever heard of. Yes, yeah. they understood and they had momentum and they were moving forward. And then this, you know, then leadership changed. Yeah. And it was kind of, it was sudden. And then Tracy sold the company to Inhabit. Yeah. And, you know, and it was Good, like it really ended up really working out well, um, but it was a bumpy couple years. Yeah, and they were ready for someone to come in and take care of Livers and get it back on track and get that movement going. Mm-hmm. And so the last year has really been, hey, let's set a vision and a direction, and not just that. Um, you know, what I'd say is let's let's talk about it. Yeah. And so that's part of what we're doing right now is saying, here's all the work we've been doing internally for a couple of years. Because there's been a lot of software updates internally. There's been a lot of work that's been done. Live list. Live list, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Live list, our API. Yeah. Um, Livers used to be a closed system. It used to be like, no, we really are all in one. And it's this is the way you do it. Yeah. And there's six different integrations with third parties, maybe. And that's the only way to do it. And we wanted to say, hey, you know what? There are best practices. But not every business is different. So how do we... You know, how do we kind of curate an experience for you? So maybe there's not 10 housekeeping vendors, but there's going to be three, and they're different. They're ra- like you can look at them and say, I'm going to use Breezeway in certain situations. Yeah. Or maybe I don't want to spend quite as much money, so I'm going to do VR scheduler. Or maybe I'm really trying to juggle a lot of my housekeeping contractors, and you want inventory programs and all that. So you go to resort cleaning. Yeah. They're like, they, do, they offer different... They're different. They're all housekeeping, but they're all different. Yes, 100%. And, of course, Live Manager is there for, ju- like, I'm going to say 60% of our managers just use Live Manager. 
without going into needing a third party. Okay. So kind of that being going from being very rigid to let's open it up, but let's still let's still consult. Yeah. Let's still let's let's bring that partnership back. Well, I think just, we're yeah. we're all realizing at this conference and throughout other conferences and just throughout time mm-hmm. that every vacation rental business is different in their own unique way. Whether they focus on you know beach resort properties or if they focus on mountain cabins or chalets or like all this other stuff, but they all take different tools. They and they run it differently. Like they use these tools to a, maybe one degree on one and not as much on the other, but they're still using them, right? So they're customizing. Right, and it's, but there, there's only so many levers. Yeah. I'm going to say there's maybe 20 levers, and there's five different points on that lever. Like, so which one are you choosing for that lever? Where is your lever for this this vertical, essentially? And where is your lever, level for this one? And everybody's, you know, combination is different, but the tools you're using are roughly the same. Yeah. And so it's really about live res looking at this and saying, we are your foundational software that you can adjust today and going forward in ways that fits for you. For sure. So it's flexible. You can use the live trust, um, which is a really strong trust accounting tool. It's very effective. Um, and get what you need. But you also need QuickBooks to run your P&L and your balance sheet because people have other lines of business. Yeah. We are vacation rental software. Mm-hmm. We are not all of the software you will ever need. And I want to be, but we can't be best in class for all this, yeah. right? Well, specialization, right? I think you got to know what you're good at. Yeah. yeah. There are subject matter experts here that can talk to you about one specific topic for three hours. I can't talk to you about insurance. Yeah. I can say we have Rental Guardian available and we have Generali. Pick which one works for you. Yeah. And safely, I think now, right? Safely. And yeah. they do they do something a little bit different. It is more um, the... the, the, the property insurance for the homeowner yeah. to make sure that their home is taken care of and liability and damage. Contents, yeah, like, like damage yeah. protection yeah. essentially. But it's damage protection for the owner. So you can kind of it's it's almost like a wraparound yeah. to the guest insurance. Because guest insurance is optional. Yes. And then the homeowner can decide I'm also going to have this insurance so that if there's an issue, my insurance company is not going to push back yeah. because it's specifically for vacation rentals. Yeah, I love it. And they're mm-hmm. they're partners of the show. So Okay, great. Great. great yeah, I love Louie. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we're really excited. They are a new um, integration this year. Oh, okay, awesome. Well, you guys, I've seen a lot. It seems like uh, you're getting a lot more new integrations from what I've heard. You know, it just seems yes. like a lot of these partners, um, vendors are are now finally, they're like, hey, we made it to live res. Like, we're here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're excited. There's a lot of excitement. You, you can feel that, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I want to ask you, so you, one, had a a crazy awesome story. I, I did not know about the Vicasa part, and of course, like I think I knew about rented, but the like having so like I got in on Sunday, had a nice walk on the bridge slash uh, river ri- mm-hmm. river walk. Green belt. Yeah, green belt. There we go. That's what it's called. You can tell I'm not from Boise, um, but had a nice walk with Andrew McConnell and talked about entrepreneurship, talked about rented, talked about podcasts, talked about a bunch of stuff. But then listening to him get into the story of, you know, the, the issue isn't the operation as much as we think. It's a lot of the how are you listing your property on different platforms? What picture rotation do you need to do? What descriptions do you need to change? What pricing adjustments do you need to make? And how do you use, like, how do these all play together? Because they all do play a role. It's not just price because mm-hmm. you're finding out, like, pricing plays an effect. But with the, the marketing aspect behind it, the pictures, the 
Yeah. It, it's oh, a whole funny. thing. I think there's six specialists. Yeah. Of, you can have six different specialists on these things because, and it's always changing because the algorithms that VRBO uses to get to the top of a search ranking yeah. result, that changes all the time. And it's different from Airbnb and home to go and Exactly. Yeah. Like we, um, you know, uh, Flipkey used to be the bet, like TripAdvisor mm-hmm. is what, you know, they used to be the biggest, the best. Everybody was on TripAdvisor all day long. And it evolved, and you know, Airbnb wasn't even a drop in the bucket. Yeah. And now it's Airbnb and Verbo, and you know, that that is one of the things of like not just today, what's going on today, but what is going on in the future, because you know, we look at the opportunities. So we've got Home to Go and Google Travel now yeah. on Live List. Yeah, Google Travel. Google Travel, not a whole lot right now, honestly. It has potential. Yeah. There's future promise, but it's it's not it's not doing a whole lot, for, and it's actually really difficult to track. Oh really. It will um, it inc- it'll increase your SEO and it'll increase your direct bookings to your website. But you can't. It's just harder to measure. Mm-hmm. Like, does this work? Is it working? Yeah. Is it working well? We'll see. But it, you know, if they time will tell. All they have to do is flip a switch, and we'll try it. Yeah. You try it. You see if that works. You move on. Like, what is today? What is tomorrow? What are the pieces you need? And can your your software and your team be flexible enough yeah. to adapt to that? I love it. Well. Since we're at the conference, I want to talk about the conference briefly because when I told you one of the first softwares I heard about was LiveRes, but mm-hmm. never really got to know LiveRes much until this conference. So tell me what the importance and the message is behind the partner conference because it's a pretty exclusive mm-hmm. conference, which is cool because like I think coming from VRMA, we were getting constantly pulled left and right. You know, you have people from all over the world, all different softwares, all different this, all different that. And just constantly go, 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 go. But here, it's very, it's an intentional group of not only vendors and service providers, but the, the users of, you know, libraries, the partners, the mm-hmm. ones that, you know, make libraries grow and innovate and change. Um, so can you tell us about the message behind it? What, you know, I, I know you guys have been doing this conference for a while. So explain kind of the importance of it, why you guys do it, and what your, your goal is for this year. I, I honestly, I think the conference every year for libraries is a little bit of like a reset button for for a vacational manager's business and for live res. Like this is how we learn about mm. what what is your business, what is your concerns, what is a trend, um, either a trend in something we need to update or a trend in something that people are starting to do that we need to account for. Um, th- those are that that kind of the refresh, reconnect, revitalize, moving forward with that is. I'm, I think is the most important thing. Um, but the other thing that we're talking about is, like, we have you here. Yeah. Um, and we have Matt Landau here. Yeah. There's both great podcasts and that continuous learning. How do we talk about not just, you know, we, we, we want to be more than, and our classes are more than Software 101. Yeah. You go through training for that. We have a whole implementation team and modules, everything else for all this. This is, this is meant to be how do you rethink and how do you learn about your... Um, strategy what are other people doing mm-hmm. how do you and how do you build those relationships that you take with you for the rest of the year for sure and so that's that was a really long answer because nobody's asked me that yeah. honestly i should have a concise answer right <laughs> no but it's it's still really cool because like i noticed just one of the classes uh, up there was how to build out a better owner's program mm-hmm. i didn't learn that anywhere else I, I would love to know what everyone else here is doing for a better owner's program that's a vital part of the business it's absolutely essential yeah. like we have owners are um, I call homes, they're the limiting reactant, essentially, yeah. and a vacation rental formula. We, you, you need the homes, you need the owners. The owners are arguably, you can always get guests. There's always a million places to get guests. 
where do you get those owners? How do you get the best owners? Yeah. How do you learn how to fire the ones that are taking up all your time? <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a thing. I, yeah. I literally heard somebody here today said they let their team uh, fire one owner a year, mm. and they have to they they it's a big deal. Like they <laughs> vote on it. There's like yeah. trades going on, but the team can fire one owner that's causing them more pain than anything else, yeah. and it helps. It helps the employees yeah. too, and not that there's great owners. There's really a lot, 100%. but, but there is that one. Yeah, and and there's there's always that one, and you neglect the good owners because of the loud owner, and like how do you find that balance, yeah. and how do you find the good owners? Because it's not just about grow, grow, grow at any cost. It is about how do you have the same number of properties, and the same amount of work, and make more money doing that. Yeah. Like let's make them more efficient. Let's imp- your profit per unit yeah. and that starts by increasing your revenue per unit for sure so really talking to the team about what is your kpi um your key performance indicator yeah. essentially and i think for vacation rentals there's three one is unit growth like you're new you're young you want more units you need more units you'll figure out the rest unit new units covers a lot of um operational inefficiencies mm-hmm. let's put it that way um, and then once you get enough units and you're like, oh, okay, I don't want to grow anymore. I'm good. Like I'm at my cap. Yeah. And you want to be intentional about that too. And a vacation rental manager kind of shifts over to how much revenue per property am I making? And that's then their KPI. How do I increase the revenue per property? That's when you start adding, um, you know, you start really looking at your vendors and you say, okay, travel insurance adds a lot of money to the bottom line. Yeah. Managing your, you know, your night, I call it gap night automation, but gap nights, like checking, like making sure that those those orphan nights are covered, or you have late checkouts, or you know people get an extra day, so you're yeah. not losing that inventory. Um, and you know, just kind of going through that, like exploring with the additional um, guest Activities, guest experience, yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah so exploring um, guest view guide, Rubaru. You can do. All, I really like guest view guide because they do the same thing. Where yeah. It's like okay, you now have your guest experience. They can they can add on. Yeah. You know. Whatever bike we rides, just golf carts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're great. I love their like love their yeah. thing. We we have them in our office. So, um, yeah. So we really those are the important pieces. And then you start to say okay. Then you start to like you're. Then you move into uh, profit per unit. Mm. How much profit are you making per unit? Yeah. How much profit can you really make off of property that is part time is twenty thousand dollars a year in revenue? Like you you just can't do it. So at that point you're like hey you know what let's let's move that one off yeah. if we can't do anything and you get a better property. Yeah. So you're, you know, your net, the amount of work you're doing is the same, but the amount of money you're making is more. Yeah. And that makes it, that makes this a sustainable job. For sure. Um, so, and I really do, with the software that is available today, any vacation rental manager can have the tools to compete with anybody. The Casa, everybody, you can be at the top of the market. Um, and then I really actually do think once you get to, depending on how, um, how uh, big your market is, once you get to 20, somewhere between 25 and 75 units, if it's a really small market, 25, but you know, just kind of depends, you can get this, the same amount of or more revenue for the homeowner than anybody else. Like you can compete in this, in this market as an entrepreneur, you can compete with the big guys just by doing your job well and just by focusing on your KPIs. So if you can bring owners as much or more money with the local presence, you can then do that. There's no there's no reason for them to pick one company over yeah. another. And then if you're and you're able to refine that, 100% small um, entrepreneurs in the vacation rental space can make more profit per unit yeah. 
than the big guys. Well, I think what big lesson that we learned and I learned specifically was not only like, so I think I focused in the beginning of 20, like 2019, 2020, like really was focusing on nightly rate, getting good rev par, good ADR, all this other stuff. But then, you know, we get to the conversation of experiences, right? We're always talking about experiences. How do we create moments? How do we do this? Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest wake up I had was that like nightly rate is not my only revenue stream. I should be capitalizing on the in-stay experience post-departure, like, oh, there's a lot of other Pet ways. fees? Yeah. And not even just that, but, like, simple local part. Like, I loved uh, Callie's uh, Biscuits uh, as a keynote because that's a company I would love to have in a local market, partner up with them, create some kind of basket or some kind of experience where you can order from them, get the biscuits there, have that nice welcome upsell of, a, of whatever. You can get really creative with it. But long story short, it's like, that is full revenue for the property manager. It's not shared between the owner. It's not shared between anybody else. Like that's your extra revenue. And that means a lot. Like that's what I think got a lot of people through COVID was finding out that they can get creative when there's low occupancy, but when they have a guest there for eight nights, how do we Mm -hmm. capitalize? Yeah, this is a huge trend. Like the guest experience and optimizing that from when when they first check in or when they first book their property all the way through. What do they need? Do they need groceries? Do they need other pieces? Yeah. Who can do that and who can help? And you don't have to do all the work. No. You just have to facilitate the work to make a great experience. 100%. And, um, you know, and then what are they going to do when they're there? Do they want a bike rental? Do they want beach chairs? And the Southeast has been doing this for a long time, and it's really spreading out to everybody at this point. Yeah. So, um, you know, to that closing and that idea of like, okay, they don't have to go anywhere else. It's like a hotel. It's like a built-in software concierge that is automating a lot of this work. Yeah, I love it. So now to the final question for um, for <laughs> what we're doing at the conference. Uh, you guys revealed the new logo. Mm-hmm. So the new look. Really brand, excited about it. Brand yes. new. Mm-hmm. Uh, give the listeners maybe like some key takeaways why you guys are shifting this way. Um, and of course, I think, what's your expectation for the future? You're the GM, you're kind of leading the charge, mm-hmm. uh, of course, with Inhabit, but at the end of the day, I want to know what's next for LiveRes. What, what are you guys super excited about for this next year leading up to the next partner conference? I think that's the question because I want to be there next year and I want to ask you the same question and see those compare. I think it'd be fun. That sounds great. Yeah, um, LiveRes is the foundation for your business. It's the first thing you log into before Twitter, everything else. <laughs> the last thing you log out of at night. This is, this is where everything has to be, you have to keep track of it. It is your one source of truth. And that is critical. And everything we need to do is builds to that. Is LiveRes your one source of truth? Is it able to do that? And is it, are we able to either build or connect to exactly what you need? And is that going to be able to evolve in that, in that modular sort of way? So you can, you know, if you outgrow one software or something better comes up, you can just modularize that and you can, fit that back in mm-hmm. and everybody's everybody's tech, technological building blocks are going to be different like how they put it together yeah. those will all look different and they will all interact differently but LiveRes is at the center of that and that's what you build off of awesome that's beautiful well put well put thank you i think you practice that one maybe no I, totally unscripted i mean i've said it a lot <laughs> very various different ways well it's, but a, yeah. it's a good message i think mm-hmm. it's really good um well I like to give every guest the opportunity. This is definitely different in person, but where is mm-hmm. the best place for any of the listeners to check out um, Amber Knight, 
uh, live res and what you guys are doing. I think this is your your moment to shine, your shameless shout out, your your final plug. I I'm not a I don't plug myself very often. Ah, I would cool. say that. <laughs> um, I know I have to adjust to this. Yeah, right? I've been yeah. with live res for 14 months, yeah. and so it's is it, this is a big step for me to like be in front of all of this yeah. and like literally I'm running my own conference <laughs> right now. Right, hey, I have a huge doing? team, yeah. but it's that you know it that's a big piece. Um, go to liveres.com for sure. Um, check that out. You can see us on LinkedIn. You can see us on uh, Instagram. All that, all that jazz. Yeah. Just look up Liveres. Our SEO is great. I was gonna say I, uh, I, I found you. You guys are one of the few rare companies I found on every social media platform. We are everywhere. Yeah, which is yes. Good. Perfect. Well, I'll plug all of that in the show notes for all of our listeners to find out. Um, and so, until then, we're gonna have a great time enjoying the rest of the conference. We still have. One more day tomorrow. We got mm-hmm. some hangouts tonight. We got all sorts of cool stuff happening. But I just want to say thank you for, one, again, inviting me on uh, to the Be at the Conference and then, of course, being on the podcast because this is where we have fun and we get to show it to the world. So thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.